Welcome back to the Facts About PACS. I'm Michaela Isler, NABPACS Executive Director, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Adam Belmar. And this is episode 64 of the number one PAC podcast in America. Happy New Year, Michaela. Thank you, my friend. And let me wish, you know, you and all of our listeners a happy new year. You are a mighty crew who has been so loyal to the show over the last two years. And we just appreciate you, as always. And we have great shows lined up for all of you this year, starting with an enlightening discussion today with our friend Tim Reardon from BIPAC. It's an election year and employee funded and business trade association PAC campaigns are getting underway. Today we're exploring some interesting topics like employed voters priorities, the willingness of employees to trust their employers when it comes to business issues, changes in voter purchasing behaviors based on a company's public position on an issue, and the demand and use of election information from employees who received it from their employers, Michaela. Yeah, this data, I think, is going to be very enlightening for our members. And it's data that I have used as my sort of guiding light over the years uh, with my involvement with BIPAC and being on the BIPAC board for many years. So I'm excited to hear the updated data and dive right in. Um, but first, I want to just uh, let our listeners know we've, we kicked off the year with a roundtable event last week. Um, and I just wanted to call attention to one of our upcoming events on January 25th at 2 p.m. We are bringing our members in to talk about who is on their radar as far as pro-business candidates as we move into the 2020 election year. And so I think I'm really excited to not only hear from our members, but we'll also have some of our consultants like Paul Braithwaite and Julie Conway's coming back. She was a guest on the show with ViewPack. So check out our website for further details. But we have a lot to discuss, Adam. So let's get right to it. The Facts About PACs podcast is produced especially for the members of the National Association of Business Political Action Committees. In every episode, we recap this week's NAPPAC activities check, share actionable intelligence and best practices, all while connecting the PAC community. And today's episode is brought to you by Access Marketing Services. From design to podcasts, from infographics to digital, work with a team that leading PACs and government affairs programs call when they need results. Access Marketing Services. Well, as always, thanks to Access Marketing for their support of NAPAC and our podcast. And thanks, Adam, for all of that great information. We're joined now by our friend Tim Reardon, president and CEO at BIPAC. Welcome back to the Facts About PACs podcast, Tim. Thanks, Michaela. It's great to be here. Uh, Happy New Year to to you and Adam as well, and uh, looking forward to it. So, Tim, BIPAC commissioned public survey research in Virginia after the gubernatorial race that saw Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, beat former Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe. I've reviewed the summary of the findings, and there are some important insights here. Let's start with what employed voters had to say about the priorities, and uh, what can you tell us about what you found? Well, the top two priorities were the economy and inflation. By far, cutting across every demographic that we covered, whether it be location, gender, age, education, ethnicity, and party affiliation, found that the economy and inflation were the most driving factors, with almost 50% of them recording as the top issue. I think that's just fascinating because for those who were really tuned in, Michaela, to the race here in Virginia, a lot of people thought issues like the former president would be a prevailing element in the election. Others felt that education was the top issue. But really, the economy and inflation is something that touches everybody and flows through business 
business, Tim, and it is clearly of huge importance in this bellwether for 21. Yes, absolutely. I think that the, the idea that, that education and a lot of the rhetoric that was being, uh, being floated about that this was going to drive turnout really did not come to fruition. Again, people vote according to what is most important to them. And right now, the, the economy and you know, looking at the, the current inflation numbers and, and what's happening, really, that is what is most important to voters. And I think we'll see that. We saw that play out in this election, and I think we'll continue to see it play out in uh, next year's. You know, Michaela, as I was looking through this in December, thinking what a great place to start for all of us on the Facts About PACs podcast, I realized that in here, Tim, the polling suggests that PACs can always do a better job of education. For example, a wide majority of the employees who were polled said they didn't even recall being provided election information. When you dig down, you find there was a lot of outreach, but it's okay that we're not always as efficient as we want to be, but it means we need to really keep working on this. Is that what you take away, Tim? Yes, really 83% didn't recall receiving information or or it playing a part in, in them making a decision about who to vote for. I would point out though that when we asked about what the sources of information were for voters, 20% said the internet and social media. And that frankly is scary because that creates a vacuum and you're hearing the same information over and just reinforcing your own ideas and not allowing yourself to hear an objective overview of what the issues mean and what the issues mean to what's important to you, your job, the economy and inflation. And Tim, I think over the years that y'all have been tracking this data, I, I mean, I know that feels a little bit higher than maybe um, in recent memory. What are you hearing from your members? Are they are they more hesitant to reach out and talk about in this sort of highly charged political environment? Are they just afraid to be talking to their employees about just general get out the vote issues? Or what are you hearing from your members? Well, I think you saw a massive GOTV effort in 2020. Uh, and then the events of, of January 6th, I think, really caused a reckoning, uh, if you will, of how do we communicate and how do we ensure that the information that we're providing to our employees has the right tone, the right tenor, and we are not doing anything to raise the level of ire, if you will, or depending on what side of the issue you, you were on. So I do think you, you saw a walk back from many PACs and many companies as far as communicating with their employees. And we see those results play out in this survey. And we can talk about it a little bit later, but uh, th there's a demand for this information from employees and it was not being met by employers during the, the 2021 uh, Virginia gubernatorial race. And we need to turn this around. I mean, this has been something, you know, for 20 some odd years that we have been pushing and and I think to your point, you know, let's let's just kind of jump into talking about the willingness of employees to trust their employers when it comes to these business issues, because correct me if I'm wrong, but it's been consistent over the last several years that employees trust their employers with this information over any other political source. And so my hope is that the employers can take this data from BIPAC and over the years to see the trends that they need to continue this outreach. Absolutely. So let me counter that somewhat. What disappointing statistic with one that really gives me hope. 83% of respondents trust their employer to make the right decision when it comes to business issues. 83%. That is a lot of trust that employees put in their employer to do what is best for the business, to keep the business afloat, to make sure that they are 
providing for their families, that there's food on the table, there's a roof over their head, and there's health insurance for their families. And that is where the opportunity really lies for employers to utilize that trust in an objective manner and communicate with their employees. One of the things that's really important for everyone in our community is not only to remind ourselves that we have to keep always working and refreshing and never give up on these issues of outreach and building trust and credibility. But when you look at some of these numbers, and we're going to dig a whole nother layer down, they start to help you understand even a more recent poll that the National Association of Business Political Action Committees undertook along with the conference board, Tim. And what was found was that 87% of of corporate government relation respondents say that they expect corporate political activity to be at least as challenging this year in 22 as it was in the previous cycle. 42% expect it to be even more difficult. And one of the things that is constantly pointed to, nearly three quarters of respondents said that pressure to take a stance on a primary driver issue by the company is what's behind this. This idea that it's going to be even greater headwinds, these hot button issues, in the midterm election year, and particularly at the state level. You guys really found some very interesting elements about this in your poll. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, and, and actually, let me go back to just the employee trust in the business issues. That breaks across Democrat, Republican, and Independent. 85% of Republicans and Democrats and 81% of Independents trust their company for business decisions. That is not a partisan issue. When it comes to trusting employers to make the right decision on social issues, 67% of respondents indicated that they trust their employer. I believe that there is a lot of rhetoric. It sells newspapers, it sells ad space. It's a narrative that has been created that there's a lot of frustration with companies. But frankly, when you boil down to it, the bond between an employer and an employee is, is something that is still sacred, is still something that is valued by employees. And it is something that needs to be continued to be grown and firmed up now in this period that you alluded to, Adam, of, of a lot of uncertainty around the, the issues in the world. Tim, the world has just changed a whole lot since, uh, obviously, the onset of the pandemic. And, and changing, too, is purchasing behavior based on a company's public position on, on an issue. Let's talk about how this is playing out and what impact it may have on PAC activities this cycle. Sure. There's a lot more scrutiny on employee-funded PACs and who they are contributing to and, and the, the attempt to create a narrative of, well, you support this candidate and yet you publicly state this is your position on, on, a, on a social issue. And the employee-funded PAC is set up to support candidates and support the issues that promote the business. And that is what they're there for. They're not there to support necessarily elected officials. They are about the issues. At our PAC, we, we look at the issues. And when you do that after the fact, you conflate the elected official with the issues. And that's when you create a lot of animosity in the public and you create a sense of hysteria and the opportunity for individuals to point out what they perceive as, as hypocrisy and try to make you look bad in, in the news. But Mikhail, to get to your question, one of our survey questions did ask about personal buying habits related to company social positions. And we found that voters are more likely to stop buying than start buying based upon a company's social positions. 47%, that's a significant number. And we've seen that play out in states like Georgia and Texas uh, and others around some of the state voting laws. And important to know, though, 
that plays equally across Republicans, independents, and Democrats. You see 41% respondents of our Republican respondents indicated they would stop purchasing 43% independent and 56% Democrats. So this is not a lopsided item where you're going to see one type of social position punished. You're going to see it across the board. You know, Michaela, companies are evolving on their ESG strategies and dealing still as we are with DE and I issues and making progress. But the challenges are very hard to balance because the reason that we go on employee funded and business trade association packs towards issues that are pertinent to the business don't always fully align when a company takes a stance on a social issue. And even as you feel like you're doing it right and giving good guidance within the pack, the C-suite may also have other things at play. And this is really difficult. And it might even be more difficult this year than we've ever seen. It almost feels untenable, doesn't it? But I think that's why an important point that Tim made and at NABPAC have pushed is so critically important that our business packs have a strong governance in place, as we have been talking about over and over, you know, a strong contribution criteria that they have a lot of diversity on their PAC board, that their PAC boards are really more democratized. And I think even the last time you were on the podcast, we talked a little bit about that. But then also really making sure that the internal stakeholders, there there aren't surprises. Like we know that this is going to continue to be a big focus for organizations. The social issues aren't going anywhere anytime soon, if ever. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I think you've got to distill all of this information. I think the most important piece here that Tim talked about is still leaning in on the fact that the employees trust the employer as much as they do and knowing that your internal stakeholders are supportive and bought in and that they aren't surprised by decisions that are being made by your political programs. I think this kind of leads into potential missed opportunities specifically for businesses if they don't engage with their employees and kind of flipping that a little bit on these critical issues. Uh, to the organization and its future. And so, you know, Tim, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on those missed opportunities if they don't engage. Yes, absolutely. Because if you're not talking to your employees, someone else is. And what they are saying is not necessarily what the truth and is usually creating a narrative and a story that they want to continue. And if you live in that vacuum, if, if you refuse to acknowledge or, or, or accept that information that is from the trusted resource, you're going to find yourself making an uneducated decision. I'll just, I'll point out, Mikhail, to, to your point about uh, the missed opportunities. When we looked at the respondents who recalled receiving information from their employer, 78% wanted to see information on nonpartisan issues related to deadlines, procedures, location where they could vote. 56% wanted to see candidate information on positions related to their industry and their company. People care about their company and about the success of their company and and they're bought in. And I think that to your point about leaning in, the more that the C-suite, the more that management leans in, the more that their employees and the employees are going to lean in and meet them. We talk a lot about meeting in the middle. It takes both sides. And I think when we come together and there's an understanding and, and and a level of transparency between the organization, the PAC, and the employees, there's an even greater opportunity for trust. But to your point, there was lost opportunity for us in the business community to engage with our employees, to get out in front 
of these issues and explain why is it that these issues impact our business? What do they mean? And take a bit of the partisan element out of it and talk about the issues, educate this. Let's take down the temperature of the conversation. You know, we are not a cable news network. We are a podcast in this case, but we are a trusted resource for information. We all have a vested interest in seeing the success of the organizations that we work for and, and represent. And when that is understood by all parties, I think there's a lot of trust, there's a lot of alignment, and and there's a lot of opportunity to move the ball forward. That was the nugget. That was the greatest takeaway. That is why Tim Reardon is with us on the Facts About PACs today, because employer trustworthiness is a critical part of that relationship. It exists. It is strong. Don't miss the boat on it. Don't sleep on it, as the kids say. And it's a reoccurring motif that we have to continue to talk about as we all do strong campaigns and give value back to all of our employees members this year, Michaela. Absolutely. Tim Reardon, we will work as hard as we can to disseminate this information because I 100% believe in this data and appreciate the work that you all are doing to disseminate the data. So always great to have you on the podcast. I feel certain we'll have you back soon. Happy New Year and thanks for being with us today. Great, great insights. Thank you and Happy New Year to you as well. And thanks to everyone downloading and sharing our show. Subscribe and meet us right back here on the Facts About Packs podcast.